This is the iFanboy Pick of the Week number 606, brought to you by Harry's. Harry's is so confident you're going to love their blades, they'll give you their trial shave set for free when you sign up at harrys.com slash iFanboy. Just pay for shipping. And iFanboy listeners just like you. Welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week, episode 606. I'm Ron Richards, alongside my co-host, Josh Flanagan. Hello. And Connor Kilpatrick. You switched it up, and now we don't know what to do. I mixed it all up. We are. From I was I- like, I definitely didn't write it in the script like that. <laughs> no, I don't know why I skipped it. It was weird. Uh, we are from iFanboy, and every week we read a stack of comics, and one of us picks their favorite book, and we call that the Pick of the Week. We come here, and we talk about that book, some other comic books, comic books you like, the, the listener want to hear. We get some of your emails. Uh, it's going to be a fun time, no matter what. Uh, but quick be warned, all abandon all hope ye enter here. Um, if you're worried about spoilers, uh, this is a review show, and we're going to talk about what happens in the book. So if you haven't read your comics yet, press pause, come back later on, or you know, just be damned. Uh, this week, Josh had the pick. Joshua? Are you drinking? I might be. <laughs> Are you drinking during the day? He's having a madman lunch. Maybe. <laughs> Too much yeah, lunch. So, so pick of the week uh, is G.I. Joe number nine. Uh, from Aubrey Citizen, Gianni Milagianis, and uh, colored by Laverne Kinzierski. This is a whole, That's, this is a team. It's like a minefield. Of, uh, yeah. That is the most syllables That's the most that any creative team ever had. Um, so I'm going through my books this week, and I'm like, it's fine. It's, You're a grump this week. <laughs> I was. I was totally a grump, and, and there was a bunch that was fine. But I was like, I got, I got nothing really to talk about. Fine. This is the last issue. Of uh, of this version of GI Joe, um, which is crazy, not so bonkers, um, and sometimes I like that. Yeah, well, there was a thing you may have heard about, um, but he is getting a new uh, series uh, with uh, artist Nelson George after they're doing a crossover. Crazy IDW is doing a crossover. Crazy of properties where GI Joe, Transformers, and Mask or whoever. There's a story that I'm not going to read, uh, but after that's over. Wait, did um, you just be... did you just denigrate mask? I I did in in a specific context. <laughs> so I have no problem with secret raiders fighting over time. Whatever it is, I forget. I forget. I don't know the words. I know the melody, but I'm not singing it. Okay. Um, but I don't want to read that crossover comic book. We we all know we've been burned by these IDW crossovers. Yes, they're never as fun as you you hope. Exactly. So uh, I'm not really down with that. However. Uh, the exception to the rule is that on this team of G.I. Joes uh, is Skywarp of the Decepticons, one of the big purple jets. Um, and him being on this team has been very funny to me. It's a, it's it's sort of similar how to how Clayface was uh, in Detective Comics for a while. Like, right. yeah, that kind of works uh, in this context. And it works in this context. And he doesn't like any of them. Uh, but he's kind of reluctantly helping. But you kind of suspect that, yes, I'm getting into the subconscious of the robot. 
you kind of suspect <laughs> that he likes being on the Joe team. Uh, anyway, this is uh, a big fight between the Joes and uh, the Dreadnoughts. Okay. So that's nothing, why it's pick of the week. Nothing wrong with some dreadnought action, that's for sure. I'm telling you, and and uh, I'm assuming neither of you read this, but I want to get to the point where I'm going to just tell uh, Ron that on the very last page there is a reveal of uh, uh, Cobra Commander, sort of. It's just I think the first time he's shown up in this, and it looks like a lady. It's a lady Cobra Commander, uh, but uh, two over to her left is Doctor Mindbender. Oh, uh, is he wearing a shirt? He is wearing exactly what you want Dr. Mindbender to be wearing. I want the cape, I want the suspenders, and the mustache, and the monocle. All of it is there. There's uh, a metal pod piece, and there's a sword at his left hip. Oh, uh, a sword? Yes. Wait, 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 hang on. Is it is it like a rapier? Or yeah. is it, or is it, oh, wow. <laughs> you think you're rapier than me? <laughs> is, 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 uh, is, is the new cover commander Baroness? I, I'm trying to – because she doesn't – so the whole thing is this. Um, Scarlet has a uh, team of sort of uh, high-end Joes who are there to do special missions, and their thing has been changed so that they're not just working for the United States. They're working sort of on a global level, so they're um, – they're out of bounds of where they normally are. They capture Baroness at some point earlier in the series, and she's holding her there uh, outside of sort of the Geneva Conventions because it's Baroness and she needs to make sure that it's taken care of. Duke shows up, finds out this is happening, countermands everything that Scarlet was doing, and takes Baroness away. And mm. so this issue starts with after Duke has taken her away, the Dreadnoughts attack him and start to take her to like, try to take Baroness back. And so Duke then has to call Scarlet and it's like, hey, remember that thing I just did? I need you to come help me because I'm I'm gonna lose her. And so there's your interteam tension right there. So um, wait, this is this series leading into the next thing? Because this seems like a lot of unresolved issues. Yes, it does. Um unfortunately, I don't want to go into the whole thing, but I, I there was a there was an incident on the on the social media, uh, and I think that it led to a, an earlier ending of this than than they had planned on. And I think that's a little bit of affecting that i don't know how much of this is going to be addressed in the next series um that that citizen is writing but he is writing another series of gi joe uh after this crossovers uh that happens is done they got her back so yes there's outstanding issues but like all the things are in places they they still have baroness in custody uh they defeated the dreadnoughts that the team sort of got themselves back together uh and um and I guess that now the decks are cleared for them to do this mask crossover thing. That's so did they defeat the Dreadnoughts by distracting them with some sort of grape soda pizza combination? No, they had to bring in. If you remember, we talked about this earlier. Some of the Joes were infected with an alien of some kind that made them turn into crazy tentacle beasts. You know what's really funny is you could be Rates. totally making all of this up. And it's fine. And Ron and I would have no idea. And it's well, sounds, that's what I it's, like about it. It sounds totally, yeah, like, okay, sure, yeah. Well, that, like, that's the thing. It's it's crazy, not so bad shit. I think this is the same thing that people are liking about DC's metal, which I'm not enjoying. So I, it's completely subjective. Um, but it's it's... I mean, like, uh, I don't know if everybody out there who's listening had listened to my interview with with Aubrey Sederson. Great interview. Um, but, Great interview. Yeah, I, I, thank you. But I, but I, I think that his, the the point that he's coming, the, the the direction that he's coming at this from, is really interesting to me. Um, and and he throws it on the page. He has he definitely has that wrestling carnival barker kind of 
aesthetic going on. And this ep- this issue was all action. It was all stuff. And like the Joes who were all mad at each other had to come together and, and help each other. And Quick Kick shows up and, he, and they're like, you don't have a gun? He's like, I just beat Snake Eyes without a gun. All I need is a sword for these yahoos. And he takes down a bunch of the, the Dreadnoughts. And it's like, and they're deep deep level dreadnoughts because i was like oh i recognize that guy but i didn't remember his name there's like the really big strong guy who has a giant hammer with a cinder block on the end of it that's like that's like war pig or something yes exactly like i couldn't yeah. remember his name. then there's a big i don't i couldn't remember this guy he's kind of like a fat dude who has like a long mustache and he's bald but then there's also the regular mindbender no he looks like dr mindbender but if he was like a big wrestler i that was the one i couldn't figure out there's ripper there's buzzer uh, there's Zorana, there's a couple of twins who are not Tomax and Zaymot. No, but the, there was the twin Dreadnoughts. I remember them. I totally yeah, remember that. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. but like... Those are ten, I mean, Zorana and Xandar. No. All right, no, here we go. There's identical <laughs> twin Dreadnoughts. Name that Dreadnought. Um, All of this conversation that we're having right now is why I made this the pick. I'm going to I'm gonna pitch oh. this show to the, to the Game Show Network. Okay, so, so yeah, exactly. So here, are the, the, the Dreadnoughts are Buzzer... Nogahide right. and Nogahide is spelled G N A W G A H Y D E, like Nogahide. Yeah. Monkey Wrench, Ripper, Road Pig, Thrasher, Road Pig. Thrasher Torch, Xandar, Zarana, and Zanzibar. And Xandar and Zarana are the twins. Wait, wait. Zanzibar is a country. No, Zanzibar is. Uh, he's the one with the eye patch and the top knot ponytail and the long mustache. He looks like Dr. Mindbender. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's him then. Yeah, Zanzibar. He's in yeah, he has he, a big pirate cutlass. Yeah, yeah, that's him. That's that's Zanzibar. He yep. also rides around on a flying surfboard. Yes, yes, that was uh, from. Uh, he, that's on the cover of uh, GI Joe number sixty uh, from Marvel, drawn by Mike Zek. It's the. <laughs> it's called. Zek. It's called the Dreadnought Air Skiff, Josh. Yeah, it's awesome. And then for some reason, there's a uh, Muslim <laughs> British footballer who takes him down when that guy's about to go after Duke with his sword. Oh, and wow. The- that is a great cover. Right? He Isn't does look good? like Dr. Mindbender's pirate cousin. So wait, yeah. so Thrasher is the one that is the driver. He's the one with the black and green hair. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, who are the original three? Do you remember which ones those are? Yeah, it's, it's Torch, Buzzer. Buzzer, and Monkey Wrench. Ripper. Yeah. Ripper. Ripper. No, Ripper. You're right. You're right. They um, just look like roadies from the 70s. <laughs> right. I, I love I love the... They work for the Steve Miller Band. Yeah. Also in this were the Fatal Fuzzies. Do you remember the Fatal Fuzzies? No. That was a, that was a band from the punk era in New York. They played at CBGB's. <laughs> wow. Look at Connor going outside of his zone. <laughs> oh, that was very funny, Connor. <laughs> Uh, I want to read old G.I. Joe. Now, now that I look up all these covers, God damn, I want to read By the way, we, re- we really are missing an opportunity by not <laughs> leaning. Like, the thing is, is like, I like that we didn't lean into the G.I. Joe thing because that makes these moments special. But, yes. like, we really could we could do something special with G.I. Joe, I think. I, I, uh, it, but it'd be like a rediscovery thing. It's not like Star Wars, which we have covered. Yeah. These all come back and sort of fuzzy, like, oh, right, which right. is why I made this the pick. Because there was enough of it in this that made me just go, all right, that like, right. and it's bits from the cartoons and it's bits from the comic book, but it's not either of those things. It's almost like a melding of that stuff. Hey, like, I, I, I mean, we said it. I mean, the the, the during the unfortunateness stuff a couple of weeks ago. I mean, Aubrey is made to write GI Joe, and he's doing yes. such a great job. And so you know, like, and yeah, all that other stuff was upsetting, but yeah, and and. Like I'm, I'm glad that he gets to do more, and and I actually really came around to the art team on this. At first, I don't think it made sense, but now 
I really kind of like it. it. It's definitely a lot more raw than I think we're used to. And I think that if you go into this expecting a version of the Hama stuff, which is really when we were talking about G.I. Joe Cobra and all that stuff, that was a playoff yeah. of that even more serious version. He's going the other way here. And yeah. it, it, he's because because the, the Hama book still exists. G.I. Joe, Real American Hero. It is an ongoing. It is there. There's no need for him to do that same thing in this. So he's doing a different thing. Pissed off a lot of people doing, I think. Um, well, no, I don't but, think they, I don't think they were pissed off that he was doing his other stuff. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, I, um, but yeah, uh, he, he he. As much as we joke and talk about how much we love it or stuff, like Aubrey is like us times ten. So yeah. But then, you know, if you look in that late, if you look at the later era, I'm mean, not even that super late. Yes. Like if you look at around issue sixty, because I'm looking at all these old covers. Issue fifty nine, there's a dude who's just like a falcon with talon feet and then cobra commanders in like a flying bubble like it got really silly yep you yeah. know after around like issue 30 but but they were still able to the path stayed there but grounded. they were still like but, yeah we'll put the toys on the cover but, but it wasn't like it. it wasn't like flashbacks to nom stuff that they did the right. first 30 issues you know right yeah uh but anyway gi joe is silly and that's why it's awesome yeah. And it really works here. Like the the Decepticon jet on the team was like my favorite part of the whole thing. And there's a great sort of reveal, a Rojo, a Yojo thing. So like the whole time, uh, all the Joes, specifically Rock and Roller, are asking Skywarp if he can, if they can give them a ride, and he won't let anybody in him. <laughs> the, and so well, like he's, got, he's at least you take me out for dinner first. Well, <laughs> yeah, he thinks they're disgusting. I don't want these guys in me. Uh, and then the big reveal here is that he gave Rock and Roller a ride somewhere. So he well, of course he did. He's and charming. Rock and Roll is like is given the big yo-jo, you know, yeah. and it, it works for me. And like this is utterly subjective. It is my, you know, it's a thing that I really like. And it, it sort of came at the right moment that I wanted to read this. But I, I, I thought it was a really good way to go out of this series, which I think is is sort of sadly concluding. Um, yeah. And uh, it was its own thing and it was unique and it was kind of perfect for what it was. And it gave me the happies. And I'm telling you, like, I was thinking about it right up until the last second. And I saw Dr. Mindbender on that latch page. And I was like, hell yeah. Because yeah. I thought we were about to get Serpentor. There's a lot of snake imagery going on. They're setting up in a pyramid. I was like, oh, it's going to be. Nope, no, nope, we got. But it didn't matter because two characters back, Dr. Mindbender was standing there. And De Destro, full on gigantic chest uh, necklace Destro, like. None of the costume had been toned down. It was it's good stuff. It made me happy. And I think uh, I literally think if you guys just looked through the issue, you'd be like, this is an awful lot of fun. <laughs> I think uh, Milo Milo uh, Milo Giannopoulos. Is that, am I saying that right? Milo Milo Giannis. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Sorry. He's on. He's great on. This is us. Um, he came from profit. Is that correct? Yep. 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 That gave me context for the art, too. I was like, okay, I see where this guy's coming from. Because at first, I think I was having a hard time connecting the two. Yeah. You know, the style plus the, the kind of story. Um, it was fun. Uh, and this was like, it's not, this isn't a pick of the week like I couldn't pick anything better. This was genuinely my pick of the week. Because right up until the end, I go, I hope, I hope this last thing I read is going to remember. Oh, I still have one book to read. And I was like, that'd be great if this was pick of the week. And I go, I, it is. It is pick of the week. I'm fine with that. It's not going to be everybody's pick of the week. But uh, it's mine, and I got the con. So there you go. Well, I'm glad that in our 40s we can still enjoy GI Joe. Yeah, because nothing from no one from our generation is good at enjoying things they liked as a kid. Exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of things that some people liked as kids, but we were not kids. Um, you guys were not super warm on Runaways last time. Right. No, in fact, I, I missed the, this issue this week. I didn't even I didn't even look at it. The second issue came out. Our writer Rainbow Roll 
which presumably is a real name. Yes. Uh, an artist, she's a, she's a YA writer, I think, or a writer. Like okay. A, like not a, you know, like now she's a comic writer, but like a fiction writer. So basically at the end of the last uh, issue, I feel like this addressed the things that you guys were talking about as to why it's happening. Not so much that it made up for it, um, but the fact that there were no other runaways, for example. But basically the last chase uh, burst into Nico's place and he's got uh, Gert's dead body and they're trying to or almost dead body. And they're trying to revive her and bring her back. Um, and so they do that and they, they get her going. And then she's like, where the hell is everybody? And so they explained how the team fell apart. And uh, and Gert spends the whole ep- issue mad about it. She <laughs> never goes, oh, that's okay. She's like, well, that's stupid. How c- I die and everything falls apart. You guys don't even hang out together. We did all this stuff and we're not close. And they kind of try to justify like how people drift apart or whatever. And she's not happy about it, <laughs> which I was like, that's exactly how you guys felt. And the character refused to acknowledge that either. Um, but they, they kind of deal with the um, Avengers Arena thing uh, in terms of uh almost like like chase and and nico don't want to talk about it like they won't explain it they're like and then a thing happened and they go on which i like because that would be really significant and and that that series that series was great that avengers arena series oh that was that was fantastic that was a great moment in time um yeah no my my complaint about it was just that that after all this time when you bring this series back like if someone especially with the tv show coming up on hulu with like a new entry point you know, give a little more context or whatever it was. And like, and maybe that's maybe. You know, the, the byproduct of a new, of a new two comics writer or, mm-hmm. you know, that or it's the slow, I mean, like it might work in a trade format, you know what I mean? But it's, like in an issue format, you know, yep. like it's a challenge. It's more, more of those, the problems we've had, I think with image books that yeah. the, it feels like the first two issues of the first issue, not the first issue of the first yeah. issue. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that that's what's happening here. I feel like it's definitely being written long form. She's YA. That means she's writing novels normally. So, yeah. It was a cold open kind of thing, and and they didn't really explain too much, and and they haven't really here either. But also, the like I really feel like the writer is clearly familiar with the material, um, sure. Because the way that the characters are being talked about was all sort of spot on. Um, they got a box uh, with Victor's severed robot head in it at the end. Ugh, it's creepy. So that's a thing, and then there are robot glowy eyed cats chasing the little girl. Um, I I enjoyed it. I liked it. I thought the characters were spot on. I really really like Chris Anka's drawing i really like the way that he draws gert like he draws her not like any other girl in comic books you know it's like she's short and sort of curvy and squat um and and it's just i don't see that ever like the sort of shape of her i don't ever see that in superhero comics um chase has really bad hair but other than that it's good cool (laughs) one of the characters in uh miss marvel is drawn like that yeah yeah, I mean, you're seeing it more often, I think, yeah. but I, I really, I, I, it stands out, but it's, it's much more what the world is like, and I like that. That's all. All right. And uh, I, I put the Flash on here because Flash number 32, what do you, what do you, I, I, what do you guys think of this? What did you think? I, I, I'm not sure what to think. Sometimes I read something and I'm like, I think I don't like it. And then I talk to you guys and I realize I missed the thing or, or, and, and then you can, so I want to know where you are on this. Cause I'm not sure. I'm not loving the dark flash. Me neither. Art. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the art was okay. It just, it doesn't have that frenetic energy that you've been getting previously. Yeah, uh, you, I'm, I'm, I'm been spoiled by Digimenico. Yeah, I mean, the art wasn't bad. It just wasn't. It doesn't have that. And then, luckily, he's not in the. He's in the, not in the previous costume because art like this makes that costume look terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just, you know, it's. 
I feel like the default move for the last couple of years is just make all the heroes bad or broken mm-hmm. or yeah. Yeah. Just, they just can't be straight up heroes because that's considered, I don't know, boring or something, but you know, I like when the, when Barry is a hero and here he's, he's not a hero because his powers are causing all this, you know, chaos and he and Wally hate each other. And it's a bummer to read. I agree with that. I, I liked, I liked the setup for this one though. I almost don't like the. I, I guess I didn't like like the fact that he has to go work at Iron Heights and the thing that's going on here. I don't know if I like the way that it was done oh, or the oh. voice of the. Go ahead. By the way, it was the the fact that all the rogues are in their costumes is ridiculous. I know, but they addressed that. <laughs> no, so I, I know they I, addressed, I, no the fact that they're all in their costumes and the fact that they addressed it and the fact that he gave an answer is all. It's just all ridiculous. It's just <laughs> yeah, which which go, we can go either way depending on what mood you're in as a reader. Yeah, yeah. you can you can be like. That's really stupid. Or you could be like, well, it's stupid and they know it. Let's move on. Let's yeah, go. No, with no, it. but I, I, I did one of those like I clocked and, you know, yeah. So anyway. Yeah, no, I did so, too. So. I, but but right, then right. I was like, then they started talking about it. And I went, yeah. all right, fine. Yeah. No, I mean, I'll stick with it because I like what Josh has done up to through these 32 issues, which is crazy, by the way. Um, <laughs> like, this, is, this has been a better, more often good than not run so far. And, and so I'm, giving, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I'm getting real tired of Purple Skin, Barry, and, and the, the, the Dark Flash and all that kind of stuff. It's just, ugh, I, so. I would like this part to be over, too. Yeah, me too. Let the heroes be heroes. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. Don't be embarrassed. They're superheroes. Yep. That is the way they. That is why they exist. I think that I. I think that in the past, though, we have, they have turned heroes dark because they thought that's what people wanted. And what I think is happening now is that they're turning him dark so that they can have the rebirth moment. Probably, it's a slightly different thing that's going ironically, on. Ironically, ironically, this is coming out of rebirth, but okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I, th- I think we're on the same page then. That's yeah. what I needed to. Thank you. So Thank you, Mister Miracle Number Three by Tom King and Mitch uh, Gerrids is the is the issue that 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 uh, that got me. Thank goodness. This, this I, I finished this issue and I was like, holy shit, this issue was good. That open, that cold open, the whole it thing was, was depressing well, as 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 hell. But well, like this issue was is the best issue of this run so far. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. This is this might have been my least favorite issue, but I didn't dislike it. But oh, interesting. I was really surprised. That DC Comics allowed them to spend yes one two three four three and change pages severing Big Barda's head. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Is it Granny Goodness's head? I mean, Granny Goodness's head. I was <laughs> like, what did I read? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Uh, that's issue four. I got I'm one ahead. Uh, like they like literally just there's a whole page of him saw of of him sawing Granny Goodness uh, Granny's head off, and then they hold it up. I. I Let's not try to focus on the fact that Tom King's seen some shit. <laughs> uh, this one, I just, I just thought this was, this was really like, I don't know what's going on here issue, but I liked it. Um, I liked it a lot. I, I liked it so much. And it just looked amazing. It was the one, this is the one that I was able to follow along the most. That, again, like I said, that open was just, was, was depressing as hell, but totally engaging. And like by the end of this, I was like, all right, holy shit, this is really good. So, so there's, there's two things that are happening here that, that are worth note. I, I don't normally like reading something about a depressed character because mm-hmm. I, I spend enough time in that story. And uh, but in, I'm completely compelled by this because the backstory is so like, how could he not be depressed? And like that contrast of what he looks like and what his public persona is versus how he was grown up and what's going on inside of him is 
it's really interesting. Then Forager shows up, which is a ridiculous concept, but it's a really interesting conversation. Yep. Then the, the other side of, of this is that, like, I mean, I've said this a lot about Mitch. I know Mitch and I like him, but, like, he needs to be on the Eisner shortlist at this point. I, I think it's early for that. Let's see how the rest of the year goes and the other issues look like. But he's I, he's he's you're, you're, he's really making a case. I, he's I don't I don't a I don't think the second issue was a strong. I think the, the if I had to rank the the strength of the issues, I would say the thir- this issue, the first issue, and then the second issue. I thought the second issue wavered a little um, because he's he's really putting himself out there, and I respect that. Um, but it looks like he's he's getting it as every issue goes. So when you know when we get to like a trade worth of these issues, I bet then I'll. I'll entertain that but yeah it's going in that direction so. <laughs> he just had a baby and he's not getting any sleep so yeah, yeah. we'll see how that goes but there is a three-page sequence in here uh, regardless all all the face work i got he had a there was his stuff had a stiffness to it before that almost feels yeah. like it's gone now yeah um yeah. Well, the, the three he's, page got, sequence he's much better than he was years ago of yeah. mr miracle climbing up the scaffolding mm-hmm. into the box and then the box falling was yeah. like it's like the um panosian page from last week of the digging yeah where I just went, that is comic books right there. And I don't think that that's the thing that most of your average readers are going to necessarily pick up on. But when you look at this stuff all the time, you know, that's a, that was special, I thought. Yeah. What's also special, and I'm, I'm close. Funky Flashman. Sorry. Oh my God! Yes, Funky Flashman. Thank Funky you. Flashman. <laughs> Holy shit! I laughed out loud, and I thought of Tom Caters when I saw Funky Flashman. So that was yeah, awesome. Also, he's wearing some boss pants. Yeah, that was I mean, that. Fun- Funky Flashman was awesome. So. Um, so what I also think is pretty special, but in a, for a different reason in different ways and might be on my short list of best book of the year uh, is Mech Cadet U. Um, this just continues to be so much fun and such a great thing. And now they, with this issue, they introduced a Voltron-esque way for us to see the characters talking when they're in the yep. robots which yeah. I loved, and it's color-coded, it's color-themed, like, ah, oh, it's tapping into all the big robot story stuff that I love, and I'm just so happy to see it continuing like this, and that, the fact that it's an ongoing, like, I just, uh, this book, this book makes me, puts a big smile on my face. Yeah, this is, a, this is a real surprise, I'm glad you made it pick, you know, three months ago, or whenever it was, because uh, I would, I probably wouldn't have read it otherwise, this is terrific, and the art is really, I think, special, too, uh, especially when the, the aliens show up, the shark. Yep, yep. Uh, where they almost they're almost drawn in a different more realistic style than the rest of the book and so that really makes them stand out and yeah. seem menacing because um, the rest of it's are sort of bright uh, primary colored and yep. anime-esque and now you have these giant dark uh, aliens it's, but, a good ba- uh, it's a good balance yeah so. the, the conflict between the characters is terrific and uh, you know they're fir- this is this is the first real four or eight we've seen them piloting the robots in action yeah, and so now we see all the trouble they're really in. It was, this was really good. Yep, cool. Glad yeah. you like it. Yeah, did um, you guys read the Family Trade from this one of the newest Image number ones? I did from not. The unending, know. unending. Uh, written by Justin Jordan and Nikki Ryan with art by Morgan Beam, and this was, um, first of all, it looked really interesting, and I don't mean that in a bad way. The art was almost sort of uh, children's book style. Uh, or a little bit Asian influenced in it, um, and the story is that a a sovereign city state formed itself back in the I think it's the Revolutionary War period where the 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 English uh, armada the ships said fuck this the king's crazy and they go out in the middle of the ocean and and form form a floating country of their own and uh, so then years later now we're in the present day and. We're in that giant city that's floating in the ocean between America and England. It's like Sealand. 
Yes, and uh, you know we see that there's a group, the family that the the, the family trade is referencing is is a secret group that keeps sort of the peace. And uh, the only downside I had to this book was that I know there's a lot of comic book angst about the current political climate, and they're they're working it out through their books. But I'm getting kind of tired of the exact Trump analogs in the books. Man. Yep. I mean, or this, actually Trump. This guy is looks like him, talks like him, and a lot of the writers aren't good enough to get the voice. Yeah. So it comes off hackneyed, and uh, I get it. I totally get it. You're working, or you're working through it. I totally respect it, but it's it's like in every fourth book I read. Um, but uh, this is a really interesting, off the beaten path. Doesn't look like any other book out there, uh, and it's not sci-fi. It's like alternate like, history. I feel like he does horror a lot, and so I tend not to check out his books. I honestly didn't even know who the writer was. I just looked. I saw the cover. The cover was interesting, and I opened it up, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." So I, I didn't even. I started cool. reading it without even knowing who who had done it. That's fun. Like just um, the, the off the rack kind of, you know, like, "Oh, what is this?" Yeah. Right? Yeah. So nice. So if you're looking for a, uh, you know, not your superhero tale, it's not a sci-fi book. It's not. There's no ghosts or monsters. It's it's just uh, this so secret family of assassins who keep things running on this on this uh, island. You know, check it out the the family trade number one. Cool. And while you're at it, you should also check out our sponsor, Harry's. We want to thank Harry's, Harry's. For, the, for their support of iFanboy. Um, and you know, if you're a longtime listener, you've heard us talk a lot about Harry's this past year. We want to thank them. They're just so amazing, so awesome. Because the biggest thing is that we were all customers before they came on as a sponsor of the show. Um, I've been using Harry's since they came out because I hated paying so much money for my razor blades. I hated shaving, in fact. I, look, I, I used to say quite often, maybe you guys remember me saying this years ago, that if I could laserify my face and never have to shave again, I would totally do it. Um, you have said that. I have said that, and uh, I'm not making it up. Uh, but ever since I started using Harry's, just the quality of their blades, the quality of the handle, the whole ordering via the internet, getting it mailed to you, the whole system, I actually look forward to shaving now to the point where I, I, I sometimes I shave more than once a week, which is very odd for me because I, I used to hate it so much. Um, and the greatest thing is that you – Faithful iFanboy listeners, Harry's is so confident that you guys are going to love what they do. They're going to give you their trial shave set for free when you sign up at harrys.com slash iFanboy. All you got to do is pay for shipping. Uh, the great thing about Harry's is that they're all about a great shave at a fair price. Uh, over 3 million guys have switched to Harry's. Uh, Jeff and Andy, the founders of the company, they were like us. I, I was fed up with buying overpriced razors, so they started Harry's to help fix shaving. And you know, guys, I think they've done a pretty good job of it. Uh, they, they went out and they bought a, a factory in Germany with over. You did drink at lunch. <laughs> it's a whole different thing going on here. They bought uh, a factory in Germany with over 100 years of blade making experience. So you're getting high quality, awesome products that are backed by a 100% quality guarantee. Uh, and the greatest thing is that Harry's offers their blades at half the price of the leading five blade razor companies selling directly to you over the internet. So here's the deal. This is what you're going to do. If you're not on board with Harry's yet, you're going to, this is the week you're going to do it. You're going to claim your free trial offer from Harry's get a $13 value for free. When you sign up, all you got to do is pay that shipping. Uh, with this free trial set, you're going to get a weighted ergonomic razor handle, which is awesome to hold five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip. And my favorite feature, a trimmer blade, which keeps my sideburns looking good. Uh, you also get the rich lathering oh. shape. 
shave gel, and the all-important travel blade cover so you don't cut your hand when you stick your hand in your toiletry bag when you're on the road or something, uh, which I've done and bled. And thank. God. And then I was like, why are my, I need the travel blade cover. <laughs> so I don't even, even know they exist, but they need to exist. I need oh, here this. it is. <laughs> so uh, get it today. Get your free trial set. Go to harrys.com slash ifanboy. That's harrys.com slash ifanboy. And we thank them for their support. I read The Wild Storm, Michael Cray, number one. Uh, this is a spinoff of Warren Ellis's Wild Storm uh, book about that one dude who's like a uh, special ops badass guy. And I was like, oh, this is good. I'm enjoying it pretty good. We need you to kill Oliver Queen. Excuse me? What? What? So they, yeah, they brought in Oliver Queen. Uh, oh, right, because is... it all takes place in the D.C. No. Wait a minute. No, wait a no, minute. No. He's an evil Oliver Queen who hunts people for sport, and that's how he gets over being on the oh, island. Oh, because this is, a, this is a multiverse situation. Wait a minute. Is he the Zodiac Killer? It's fucking awful. Is it the, is it the, the greatest game? Is he Craven? Is, is it yeah. the greatest game? <laughs> no, but that's what most happened. Dangerous man, the most dangerous game. That's it. Yeah, that's and I was really enjoying it, and then that happened. I went First, I was mad that they brought him in because I was like, I don't need these characters together. It doesn't need to happen. And then like they made him like a bad guy. And it was even stupider. Oh well. I, I, I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was bold to start rolling out miniseries when this, yeah. the, the other yeah. series isn't even at like the fifth issue, right? Yeah. Or of six four. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Maybe this one will distract you from the when the other one stops coming out. So we did the Redlands as a uh, patrons pick. Yes. Uh, at one point, and and I I didn't really love it, but I keep reading it because I I want to like it. <laughs> I guess this was the best of the issues. I think. Um, but it's uh, we haven't talked about a book like this in a while. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's way fucked up. But it's, Vanessa it's, Del Rey is quite good. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. And I think um, I think it's showing growth in the right way. I guess I think it it make it made this is kind of a heartbreaking story. But I, it was kind of fucked up at the same time. So I'm not exactly sure what happened. But way less not sure what happened than what happened with the last one. You know what I mean? Put that on the cover. Yeah, <laughs> I'm um, not getting on this cover. That's fine. Amazing Spider-Man number seven eighty nine is moving on from all the shit that happened during Secret Empire. I gotta say, seven eighty nine, seven eighty nine. This is the legacy numbering is happening now. Get with it. It was really um, interesting how what books got that numbering and which books haven't gotten I, that number. I couldn't tell you how. Yeah, like yeah, because yeah, well, we're gonna talk about it. Why yeah. isn't the defenders getting that? Well, number? I was just gonna They're say yeah. Later on, we've got a couple other books that I can make that comment for. But Amazing Spider-Man number seven eighty nine. I don't like where Peter Parker is after Secret Empire. Everybody hating him. They're trying to redo that. But I gotta tell you, you put Stuart Imminent on this book, and I, I, it, it could be them reading the phone book for all I care. I can't, I can't blame you for that. Spoonful yeah. of sugar, helping the medicine go down. Exactly. <laughs> Smart move on putting Imminent on the bummer uh, post, uh, you know, post uh, crossover uh, status quo. I don't like the the bummer post legacy vibe in Marvel. Yeah. Uh, I don't like every that time there's a major sort of upheaval in things, then we got to spend six months of everybody being broken and coming back for it. And it is exhausting. We're not yeah. talking about the Falcon number one, but that was the same feeling I had reading that. I was yeah. like, why am why I don't like any of this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That girl, the birds of prey number 15. What is the title of this is part one of a t- story called manslaughter. And there's a super flu going through the DCU in which all the men are susceptible, so all the ladies are fine. Um, and I, uh, this was a fun build in which it starts with the Birds of Prey, so it's Batgirl and Huntress and Black Canary, and then we keep adding ladies to the team. So we had uh, we had uh, uh, Harley Quinn, and we had uh, Poison Ivy, and we had Catwoman, and then by the end we had 
um, Supergirl, I mean, Supergirl, Wonder Woman. So there's, there's like the giant ladies team team up happening, uh, which is fun because it's a bunch of characters uh, who, uh, and Batwoman comes in and spoiler, it's like there's, there's a giant sort of female team happening here, which is awesome. All, all these characters who don't normally spend any time together. Uh, so it'll be, I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of it. It's, it's been, this is, this looks like it's gonna be a really fun arc. Cool. Hmm. Um, Defenders, the aforementioned Defenders number six. Uh, not sure why this doesn't have legacy numbering because Defenders have sure been around since the 70s. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, I just want to call this out because Dave Marquez killed it in several double page spreads on this that were just yes. like, yes. Come on, like, like, just stupid good. Like, come on. He leveled up. We talk about leveling up with Mitch Jared's, like, Mar- Marquez. He's, he's one of the best artists in comics. On the, on the what, what was the big miniseries he just did? It wasn't we did good. Civil War two a while back. Okay, yeah, it wasn't not good, but like the miniseries wasn't great. But every time his work was, yeah, it was the level of oh, this is like yeah. he's a big time guy now. Like yeah, he, no, he can yeah, do totally. That like he's a big boy like, now. Because I've been thinking a lot about about you know the artists and the and the big two and stuff like that. And like have you? I have. And Marquez, how long? Marquez, how long? A, a how long while. You, you can't just drop that. It's yeah, bad. you can't. You walked into it. <laughs> I mean, I've been thinking about it for a good like four to six weeks. Oh, um, okay. I don't so, think that we're ready to talk about this. I know I got to think about it more, but um, but uh, anyway, the the thing about it is is that it, it like Marquez is definitely firmly up there, and I want to see. I would love to see him on a major major book, like on a major, you know, like not that mm-hmm. Defenders isn't a major book because there's a TV show and everything, but um, he deserves it. Is it? I don't know. Anyone's ever talked about it? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, anyway, uh, X-Men Blue number 13, which got the legacy cover treatment, but n- not any sort of numbering. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Uh, 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 nothing makes sense. But uh, nothing makes sense. Nothing matters. Uh, but I just want to call this out because over in X-Men Gold, Guggenheim has just given us what we want. And now in X-Men Blue, which was great because it was young kids. And now with this Mojo thing, we're just revisiting old X-Men stories, uh, which, you know, it's fine. Uh, but we got Longshot back in this issue, which is always what's How'd you awesome. feel when Longshot showed up? I went, oh, Longshot! And I got all excited. I figured. <laughs> so. When I read that moment, I was like, Ron is somewhere yeah. in New York. Yep, exactly. Ron is smiling. Uh, I did the same thing with Dr. Mindbender, but I knew he wasn't looking at it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. So that's wrap it up for those books. One more book before we get to the patrons book. Josh, over here in Star Wars Corner. Um, Star Wars Dr. Aphra, number 13. I got real worried uh, towards the end of this book. Because it, yeah? sure, it sure felt like the last issue of the series. It really feels like the last issue. I, I, I was going to check. I was like, is this No, I did. I, I went and I, I mean, it, I went and checked. And then at the end of the book, there's like, next issue. And like, it's already been solicited. So unless something isn't, you know, unless, I don't know. That, that happened with a bunch of Marvel books in the last couple of weeks where it's really yeah. felt like it's over. And then I turned the page and it says, next issue. Right. And so... Weird. Yeah, I don't. I, I, it I don't, really feels like a last issue. Well, it makes it makes sense with the legacy books because of all that stuff, but um, but the Star Wars books doesn't make any sense. It really feels like a last issue. No, what about right. it made it feel like a last issue? It pretty much like it had like a, an epilogue. It showed what happened to all the characters and Doctor Afra on the beach relaxing after her big score. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of bounty hunters come up and they're like, "Oh no, why does this always happen to me?" And she holds up literally Han Solo's pistol. Yeah. Which is smoking, like as if to say, you know, here we go again. Yep. Does a laser pistol smoke? Uh, burning atmosphere, sure. Okay. I think, uh, I, think I think we've seen that in Star Wars that the laser pistol. Yep. I, I think. I okay. think that's canon. It so. burn. There's there's a thing that they would say it burns like 
It's so hot that it's it's. Uh, I don't know. Who cares? Um, <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, more, more importantly, you got Kev Walker for this whole story. Oh, he's line. amazing. Kev Walker's amazing. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. He's really great. Yeah. So more of that. More of that. Indeed. I like this. I like this, and I thought it was over too. Yeah. All right. Well, there's your books we wanted to talk about this week. You can go to ifanboy.com and talk about the books you read. And now let's talk about the patron pick. And that's where every week the patrons of ifanboy.com at patreon.com slash ifanboy get to vote on a book. This week, a couple of things of business before we get going. First of all, oddly low turnout this week. You know, normally yeah. we get we get around the same number every week. This was about half. So I don't know what's going on. I hope Let us know you if you're having trouble. I hope half of you didn't just die or get kidnapped, but, uh, you know, let's get back to voting because the votes are often very close, although it's not this week. Uh, second bit of business, this book shouldn't have counted. We, we, uh, yeah, we, lo- we missed it. <laughs> we, uh, we, the book that won, uh, we, we say in the voting page before you click through that, yeah, it has to be a book available digitally. This is Gotham City Garage number one, which is a paper compilation of a digital comic. And it was, it was very confusing as to what we were supposed to read for this particular one. So we ended up reading all six issues of Gotham City, or at least all six that have been out so far of Gotham City Garage. But I think in the future, we might have to discount these paper compilation books. Yeah, we'll figure they're, out. they're technically digital books, right? Um, so there you go. So you got one through the, you slipped one through the gates this time. But Gotham City Garage is a DC, I think, I guess they're still doing these. I, I've totally dropped off reading any of these digital books. You know, it's, I thought it was really funny that this came up because this because I literally was thinking the other day for about two hours, what happened with the Comixology digital exclusive half screen? Yeah. You know, like, I was literally wondering what happened to this format, and I guess DC is still keeping it alive. So. It's keeping it alive, and this is a book that is based on a DC Comics, DC Collectibles line of statues. So they do a lot of these... Uh, oh, Bombshell okay. statues, like where they do the characters that sort of pin up girls from the 40s. This this is a line of statues that was uh, uh, taking a lot of the female characters and making them sort of post-apocalyptic, um, like sort of um, Mad Max. It's Gotham City Garage, so they're all they all have motorcycles and cars and things. So they made a a comic series based on that that statue line. So that's where this came from. Um, if if you if you wouldn't know, because you would have no idea reading this book what, what's going on here, but. Uh, so, like I said, we, th- we, we all read the first six issues that are out. We read more than we were asked. And uh, <laughs> I really liked the first two. And then my interest fell off a cliff after that. Yeah, I mean, they, Why? they, they changed the artists on the, the art. I think the art, the art change really okay. hurt. Yeah. Um, the, art, the art in the first two issues was Brian Ching. And I had this really interesting, uh, sketchy style that didn't always work, but I thought, but I liked looking at it. And then it got really sort of standard after that. That's interesting. Um, I, so it took, me, it took me out of it a little bit. This is a post-apocalyptic world in which Lex Luthor's <laughs> running everything. Batman's his henchman. Um, they, they mind control everybody in this domed city. And the, the sort of outlaws, the Mad, Mask, Mad Max-esque freedom fighters live outside the domed city. And Kara Gordon, who is Supergirl, she was found by Jim Gordon, uh, breaks free and escapes and finds her, you know, her her brethren outside the dome. So it's Harley Quinn and it's Big Barda and it's uh, other people. Steel. Coming off of the Nightwing New World Order book, whatever, like I, I started reading this. I'm like, oh, it's another Elseworlds book. Cool. You know, and then like, OK, I get it. Like it's reimagining these characters in this other world. OK, that's fine. And like. 
I'm not really into it, but I imagine a big DC fan would be, but it wasn't, you know, like it didn't, you know, totally grab me. So I think I'm between or not, I guess not between isn't right. But, uh, once I figured out what it was, I guess that it was this Elseworlds thing and I was watching the reimaginings. I liked a lot of it. I didn't like bits of it basically like they're like, I liked the general re- It's like, what's this character doing? I like the Batman's the bad guy just straight up. Um, I like the sci-fi ideas that are going on here where Lex is just like, we're going to make everybody happy by putting an implant in their head and just make them happy. And it's not even like it is mind control, which is like a whole thing about like, what's the point? And I like the, the, I'm going to talk about the whole thing. Cause I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I liked the twist, uh, the, where Harley, when she was Harleen was involved and how that was and how she met her Joker, you know, like there's a matrix kind of thing going on. Um, I like that they said, well, what if we just have Jim Gordon find Supergirl instead of the Kents? Like it just they're just doing whatever they came up with. They're not trying yeah. to. I, I like I like that in principle. I like yeah. Elseworlds tales. I like reimaginings. The world is fine. I just for me, it, I just was unexcited by most of the art. So it was hard to really get. Into. And I, I really like Big Barda. And I liked because in this, there was sort of a dovetailing with Mr. Miracle, too, where she was. We're sort of dealing with the fact that, like, when you were brought up on Apocalypse by by Granny Goodness, uh, it messes you up, and they, they spent a lot of time on that too. Um, right. So that sort of that sort of worked with the other book in concert uh, to a certain extent. I I read the newest one first, and I was completely confused. Like, this is terrible. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Because sometimes you can jump in, sometimes you can't. Um, so I went back and read them all straight through again, I, and then I read the sixth one again just to make sure I got it. Um, it was it was fun. Like, I, I thought it was fun. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't, hate, I just, I just yeah. wasn't as interested by the end as I was in the beginning. And the first two, I was like, oh, this is actually fun. I might be into this. And then I, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ratings, ratings, like that weekend in college. Ratings. Uh, I'll give it a three. I'm gonna give it a three. I'm gonna go three and a half. All right, sticking with wow. it. Wow, wow, Ron, we should mark the stage. I know, Josh is just over someone over us. That's amazing. Well. Sticking with it? No, no. I'm realistically probably not. <laughs> I mean, I, if I see the next one comes up, I might, I might take a look at it. They're super short, so that's true. All right, so there you I, go. I want to finish pick. the story. Gotham City Garage number one. You can go to Patreon.com/slash/ifanboy and you can vote. Every patron can vote there for the book every week. Like we said, every Wednesday the voting opens. You get an email. Just click that link and go vote. Normally, you know. Twice as many of you voted as voted this week, so let's Listen, get on yeah, that. You guys, you guys got to step it up. You know, like I know we're getting towards the end of the year. I know holidays are coming. All this sort of stuff is happening. Like we, you know, we, you know, listen. There's there's a lot of you patrons out there that aren't voting, and you're it's it's a it's a it's a patron given right. So maybe I it. maybe yeah. it's the strawberry shortcake people have just had enough. That's true. <laughs> uh, it's your opportunity to affect the show. I you know like seriously get on. Normally normally the vote is like real close. Like usually it's like one or two votes. This week it wasn't, but you know every vote counts. Your vote matters. Yes, it does. So all right. So uh, like we said, in addition to the patron pick, there's also fun things that happen if you're a patron. Like if you give it a certain level, get your own superpower, and we give that to you every week on the show. It's not a dumb superpower. Sometimes sometimes it is. Um, Josh, you kick it us, kick us off. Uh, Kevin Samara has 10 seconds of audio playback at any given moment. You really like the 10 seconds thing. That's not the first time. Have I done, done that. that before? You've done that before. You've done not an I audio started playback. With five but like, like, yeah. I haven't done audio playback. I haven't done this, right? No, I don't think I, you, like I don't think you have. Let me check. Let me check. It also, it also doesn't matter. We can do double power. We can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you have not done audio playback. 
Okay. See, it's audio. Play. So it's like, I did not say that. You did too. Click. Plays back. We actually, we did somebody who, who archives all the audio they hear. So this guy just only has, he's not as, he's not as strong as that first guy. That's fine. Right. But it's just, it's, it, I think this comes from watching the Vietnam documentary and the Nixon tapes. Okay. Just, but it's 10 seconds. It's fleeting. Right. So it's only. And he you, can't, he doesn't save those 10 seconds. Nope. I mean, theoretically, if he keeps a, a, a an actual physical recorder on hand, he's like, oh, I got to remember to keep that. But he's got to get to it fast because the tape's always rolling. All right. All right. Justin Jakomiak. Great name. He, he always has a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> that just means he has kids. Like, you know, you get a sandwich at a deli, you go outside, you eat it on a stoop. You know, the sauce starts, lick, starts falling out. Justin's always got a napkin ready to go. All right. Just, they just appear. Paul Gilbert. I want to thank him for supporting us. Paul Gilbert, uh, he can tattoo something on his body, and then it happens. There's a superhero like that. Wow. Is, is there? <laughs> yes. God, it's a good idea. <laughs> That's crazy. fine. You, you just you, you've given Paul a legitimate superhero power. Because you're li- you're limited by skin space, and you're also limited by interpretation. And how, right. yeah, how good the artist is. Right. Yeah. Or I could I could tattoo. I have a million dollars. They'll give it to me. Or I could tattoo a bag of money, and I get a bag of money. But it could be Monopoly money. Like it's you got to you got to figure out how to convert that. So yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Paul Gilbert probably not the guitarist. Paul Gilbert. No. Just one if of those it is, guitar players. Let us know. So. Sure. Uh, Matt Garcia, his skin is a non slip surface. It's not a sticky surface. It's not Spider Man. It's just a non slip surface. He's what is going on in your life that this is a power that comes up a lot? You can put a, there's a, I don't, I'm, I'm doing this? You did, you did like a friction thing before, like where they can change the friction of their body. Okay. Like, uh, are you, like, you got, you got skin issues? You need some moisturizer? What's going on? I mean, yeah, <laughs> obviously. But there's just me- there's messes. I see. There's right. things that slide. You can put your phone. He can, if he's sitting at the right angle, you just put his phone on his belly. It's not going anywhere. It's a non-skid surface. You can run barefoot. You're fine. Unless it's a, just a wet, smooth area. <laughs> to address the question that came up previously, we are on the, the downhill side of these powers, by the way. We have done more powers than there are left to do. Good. So that's just so you know. So we're, but I mean, it's, it's fun to do, but it's also, yeah, I, mean, I, yeah. I, want, I want people to get their powers. Yeah, but they're still... Well, they're I'm still, starting to repeat myself. They're still, they're still, I mean, handily into next year. So don't, don't, don't think it's going to happen <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> all right so there you go patreon.com slash ifanway so you can help that's also where you can go to get, donate and become part of the show we're uh somewhere around five or four dollars to adding to our next uh, stretch goal which would be a non-comics media podcast every month so if you want to hear us talk about that for instance this month we would have talked about lucky i'm just telling you the things you would you're missing out on uh, ron and i both saw the harry dean Staten film lucky we would have talked about that in the podcast i guarantee it so that's the kind of thing you get if you uh, if you go and join it for Patreon at patreon.com slash ifanboy. Also, the t-shirt store, ifanboy.threadless.com. We've got five shirts, the two classic shirts, the ifanboy and the herm, and the three new shirts, the Pixel Week podcast, the rating shirt, and the if one is electro shirt, which I wore uh, last week. Got a compliment. It's the most complimented shirt I wear out in the world. And we have another shirt coming, although we just thought of a new idea. So 
that may derail the idea we had. There may be more shirts coming. Is what I'm we saying. We more shirts. We got we got multiple ideas. We can do we can do more than one, Connor. We'll I know. I'm there. just saying we were we were preparing one, and then we had yeah. a different idea, and that, that one may supersede the one we were talking about. So we'll there's another shirt coming. It'll come before the end of the year. Uh, so look for that. And also, ifanway.com/support. It's the holiday season. So if you want to do your holiday shopping through Amazon, please consider doing it at ifanway.com slash support. Use the Amazon link, or better yet, make that link your browser uh, link and never have to think about it again. But as the Christmas commercials start invading our lives, that's the time for holiday shopping. So please do that uh, via Amazon at ifanboy.com slash support. Also, if you just want to direct some, uh, donate some money directly, PayPal is there as a PayPal link for eccentric, eccentric billionaires and also multimillionaires. We'll take them. We'll take everyone. All right, on to your questions. We got an email from Patrick from North Carolina who says, in our culture today, binging is the new trend from binge watching shows on streaming devices and also binge eating food and drink. That was a a tough pill to swallow. I was wondering about binge reading comics. I recently reread through all of Bendis' Daredevil run and I enjoyed it much more this go around, being able to read it all at once instead of once every month. The story of Murdoch's identity being revealed covered Daredevil for years and when I read it in single issues, it felt like the story arc would never end. Getting to read it through again all at once made it even better for me and I was able to love the grand scope of the story all the better. Are there any comics that y'all would recommend for some more binge reading? Are you pro-binge or anti-binge? I've been thinking of this since March 2006 when Bendis' run on Daredevil came to a close. Which, by nice. the way, before we answer this, holy shit, that was 11 years ago? Stop it. Stop, yeah, I agree with, I agree with Connor. <sighs> anyway. Um, we, I mean, we used to binge read all the time when we were doing the video show and we had to, like, talk about a topic and I'd read, like, a big hardcover or something like that, although, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, like, we did Sandman, I had to read all, I mean, we, we, that was something that we did a lot. I mean, we just did it with Cerebus. It's just one volume, though. I know, but we, but it was 25 issues. Oh, I would, yeah, I would read, I'd read 50 issues at a time or whatever it is. Yeah, like, that was, like, 50 pages at a time, yeah, 100 pages. And I think, I think, I was thinking about this in, in regards to, like a lot of the great comics, the classic comics, um, if you weren't around when they came out or you weren't buying the issues, you you kind of had to binge read them. So like totally. everybody who's ever read Watchmen since it came out in 1986 has binge read it. And I wonder how – what – Effect well, well hold on. What do we consider it? a binge? Re- is it more just, just more than one issue, or is it is I'm, it more than? Is I'm more talking than about the. No, I don't think you need to put rules around. It. I think it's sitting down and reading more than a trade in one. Like it's it's reading a and lot. And they're not in, spaced out. Yeah. Like the chat. I do that every Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, but but they're not. It's not one continuous story that was act, was released in a much further you know further part. So like when people originally read Watchmen as it was conceived. You know, you would read it. You'd wait a month for the next one to come out. You would right. read that part. But almost everybody who's read it at this point read it all in one big chunk. And I'm wondering if that affects our uh, enjoyment of it in a way that we wouldn't have if we were going the other way. And meaning, you know, like, so he, he read Daredevil issue by issue and it felt like it was going on forever. And it did. It was good, but it did feel like this has been happening forever. And we talk about this with Scott Snyder Batman stories. You know, he does a 12-issue arc or something like that. But if you were to sit down and read them all at once straight through. I think what what binge culture is revealing is that people do want the whole story all at once. Do they? I I, I think they do. Otherwise, people wouldn't be binge-watching TV shows all the time. But do you – I'm wondering if this is one of those things where, like, you want it because you – you can, but is it is it not necessarily good for you? It's like you want. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't mean it's good for you. People want right. things all the time that aren't good for them. But I think I think it shows that the majority of people, and we've talked about it on the Netflix 
podcast about how we don't really like the binge watch TV shows, but I think that the majority of the people, it's, it's quite clear from the behavior that they want to binge. They want a whole season at once. They want a whole, they want to trade. I mean, I've been, I've been saying for years that I'd rather read a comic and trade and get the whole arc at once than chapter by chapter. And I think it's showing that ultimately people want movies. It's just that the movies are longer. They want, they want all three acts. They want the whole story. They want it all in one sitting. Or, or a couple of sittings as opposed to I, drawing it out over months and months. So I'm going to go broader than just comics, but I think that when it first started being a thing that you could do with DVDs or you could do it with Netflix or something like that, I remember binge watching, you know, two seasons of Battlestar Galactica. Right. It was, this is great. And I did that was it one of the first the, ones. Yeah. Yeah. And I did it with the shield DVDs, you know, until yeah. I caught up. And that was good, but now it's everything. And so now it feels like everything is immediate, huge, and unimportant and disposable. Yeah. So it's like you get both things like this. I mean, like there's a new Netflix series every 48 minutes. I mean, it's and they're all super great. And then nobody talks about them again except for Stranger Things. Um, But it makes things seem we were talking about this with the art in comics, uh, the way that DC is doing it, like. It's so fast and so furious that they just have to they have to provide content and that content loses its luster because there's so much of it coming so fast. So that's my take on it. I'll stop talking. No, I mean I think uh, we, we you haven't been on the Netflix shows. Ron and I have talked about this to death about how it loses its specialness when you 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 ingest it all at once and then you never think about it again. Um, You're consuming both. more and faster. But when, when we watched, uh, uh, and I don't know if this worked out for them, but when we watched uh, 112263, yep, yep. Like we were all, every week we were like, oh, new episodes coming up. We were so excited to wait a week. Yeah. Well, that's, how we're, that's how we do a Star Trek Discovery now, Ron. Right. I almost said Beyond again, Ron. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's hard. That, you know, the for CBSL Access, they, they put out their shows one, every Sunday. It's not, you don't get the whole season on once. And I, again, I think people want the whole. The, they want the binge, even if it's some, what they don't really want. But they clearly want it because everybody does, everybody does yeah. it that way. It's a um, right. But I don't think I don't think it's a good idea. Ultimately, yeah, I agree. I like spacing it out. I like having time to breathe. But that says when you space it out and have time, like the the con of this for me at least is that when you space it out and have time to breathe, then shit builds up and you never finish yes. it, right? Like Legion, you know, mm. <laughs> which which I will get to. Um, but but then the opposite is of with the binge is that you just never even get to chip away at it. You know what I mean? You never, I never even, you never. It, it's just so daunting. I still haven't watched Stranger Things at all, yeah. like a single episode. So you know, it just time is the. Big I, thing I think I think so TV and, and comics are, are different beasts because uh, uh, comics are like TV. There's always a new one coming out, but you can you can leisurely read a trade and yeah. not worry as opposed to. Suddenly, there's 15 shows you you haven't watched. That's that's way too many hours that you possibly have free in your life. Also, you I, you kind I, of can't you can't you have to actively read a comic book. You can sort of passively yeah. watch a TV show. In terms right. of binge comic reading, I will reveal that I do know one uh, Marvel exclusive writer who uh, is binge reading the Marvel universe from like he started about. 10 or 15 years ago like he's like i think he's not up to siege yet i think he's like i think he's coming right out of dark rain and he's just reading everything binge reading it got all the trades and like is sitting down and that's what he's doing and yeah so like people do that you know that's a thing is this your best friend no it's not my best friend so 
um, <laughs> it's it's, a, it's a, one of the young it's one of the young folks. So, but if if you know if you if, if you're if you're calling binge reading anything beyond a single issue, I just binge read the latest trade of Invinci- Invincible. You know, I just I've been read the last six issues. Um, yeah, but it took me half an hour. It's not a big right. deal. Yeah. So cool. I, right. I like it that way. Yep. Well, if you have any questions, you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com. Keep them short. Tell us where you're from uh, and how long you've been thinking about it. Uh, it's always good to hear from you. Just let us know how you feel. Uh, so we had a couple of special edition shows come out in the last week or so. Uh, we did a Marvels and Humans and The Gifted Show in which we talked about that stuff. Um, and then we have a show coming out soon, Batman versus Two-Face, which is the final Batman performance of Adam West. It was the... Uh, the second Batman 66 animated film. It's his final performance. We'll be talking about that. Uh, comes out next week. We'll be co- hopefully, we'll be talking about it uh, soon with, within the end, by the end of the month. So you can look forward to that. And then we have Thor Ragnarok coming in just a few weeks. So we can look forward to that. A lot of people I know have seen it. And uh, I'm very anxious to see it as well. I, I think it looks like a ton of fun. I can't wait. That's what I'm hearing. You can get over to iFanboy.com to find all of our other podcasts. Like iFam, you can go to, you can, <laughs> I read the word like completely wrong. You can like ifanboy.com slash ifanboy. You can follow us on at ifanboy on Twitter. Facebook.com slash ifanboy. Let's I don't I've stroken out. Um It's like it's almost as if you haven't done this before. It really was for just a second. I started going. six times. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't I only do these presumably a third of the time, so that cuts it right down. <laughs> two hundred and two times. You can it's follow us on at ifanboy on Twitter to find out what that's the joke. That's oh. that's the thing uh you find out what the pick of the week is before it comes out and of course you can follow us individually ja flanagan and ron xo on twitter for now and instagram and scs kilpatrick on instagram uh on the gram uh and if you like us uh if you like what we're doing go to itunes and write a review it helps people discover the shows helps people discover other shows or just spread the word let people know post on twitter say that hey i like listen i fanboy you should too we thank everybody who does that um you guys help us get the word out and we appreciate you so much for doing so um so that's gonna wrap it up for this week's show uh and i won't be here next time but until next time i'm ron i'm connor i'm josh Keep on forgetting